Welcome to Balance Banter. I'm your host, Christy Langle, certified exercise physiologist, owner of ChristyLangle.com, and survivor of an all or nothing lifestyle. Whether you're a motivated career woman or a stay-at-home mom of four, I'll be there to support you in all things in balance. We'll talk mindset, workouts, nutrition, healthy habits, and more. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. What's up, guys? It's Christy. Welcome to episode number one of Balance Banter. I'm super excited to be here. This has been a long time coming. Um, some of you know a lot about me already, been working with me for quite some time. But for those of you out there who are just listening for the first time, my name is Christy Langle. Um, I went to Hofstra University for exercise science. Um, I am an exercise physiologist, and I am uh, certified by the American College of Sports Medicine. I live here in Bluffton, South Carolina with my amazing husband, Frank, um, and our German short hair pointer, Chex, or Chexy, as we call him. Um, I am now the owner of ChristyLangle.com. I run my balance community or family, I should say, online. Um, we have a nationwide community of women um, working hard to balance their fitness, their nutrition, their wellness routine, um, mostly working out from home during uh, nap times or before at work and all those kinds of things. So I decided to start this podcast because um, I, as you guys know, I mentioned I have an online presence um, and many reach out that they want to hear more. And I definitely have a lot to say, but I would say that um, writing is not my strong suit. So I often struggle to kind of take all my thoughts and my passion and my information and to put it on paper in an organized way that makes sense for people. Um, so I thought about doing this podcast and you know what? I could talk about anything and everything related to balance <laughs> for all the time, for plenty of time. So why not? So here I am. Bear with me as I navigate the new podcast scene, um, maybe talking too fast, maybe talking too slow, um, editing and things like that. I'll get better as I go, I promise. Um, but I'm here to share my story, um, share information, really like resonate with you guys um, and have you feeling good about your balance journey. I want you guys to listen to Balance Banter because of my why and how I got here. Um, I want you to resonate and feel deeply like what I'm saying that it's coming from personal experience. I am not by any means going to talk about how to get magically skinny. Um, I'm not going to tell you some ridiculous diet to follow. I don't even like that word. Um, I'm going to be totally real with you, okay? And to be real, I think it's super important that this first podcast, I kind of tell you how I got here because I am good at what I do and sharing balance and teaching it and bleeding it basically because it has been my life's journey personally um, through all of my struggles in the entrepreneur world, in the fitness world, in my own personal life. So we're going to take some time and just 
go through my story so you guys can hear where I'm coming from. And I'm going to be totally honest. This episode is probably going to be the hardest one that I do. The about me, you know, breaking down my story and, and all the ups and downs of my situation. So let me get started. Okay. So I grew up in Limbrook, New York. Um, I have my mom and dad who are still very happily married and, um, my little brother, CJ, um, growing up, I had a ton of grandparents. I had step grandparents and whatnot and tons of cousins and everyone lived close, like a ton of memories. I really had like an absolutely amazing childhood, so much support, so much love, so many memories. I was very blessed how I grew up. Um, and for as long as I can remember, I was like super, super motivated, beyond motivated. So I tell people all the time, like when they ask how I got into fitness and stuff, I tell them like I was flipping off the couch when I was like two and my mom didn't know what to do with me. So she signed me up for, you know, your mommy and me gymnastics uh, class. And just naturally that's where my motivation and my competitive, um, side of me began because uh, by the age of five in, in kindergarten, I was on the competitive gymnastics team. Um, the tryout, the pressure, the you got to work hard to get these um, these certain vaults and um, and moves and things like that in order to make the team. So like I was already motivated at a very young age. I was driven to get on the team, etc. And growing up friends, family, educators, you know, they all kind of commended me for being so motivated and successful. Um, and I always thought it was great that I was super motivated and patted myself on the back, um, for, for being a hard worker and whatnot. But looking back now, I think a lot of my motivation didn't necessarily come from a good place. The good place was that I, I totally admired my dad. I admired my work, his work ethic. He worked three jobs with us growing, like to grow up and to support our family, you know? So I knew always that if I wanted things that and I wanted to reach goals, I knew it was going to take hard work. And that is like the good aspect of my motivation and my work ethic. But in later years, like in more recent years, after a lot of work in therapy, working with my therapist, um, I, I've learned that some of my subconscious fear, I think, and my motivation was that I wasn't good enough, that I needed to achieve things or I needed to do things in order to be successful. So I think some of my motivation or a good portion of it was not always coming from a good place. And before I continue with the story, just a side note, that's right. I totally said therapy and my therapist, and I'm going to be open and honest about all of that throughout this um, podcast. We're going to talk a lot about the journey of mental health and therapy in general and psychology and all of this stuff in this podcast. So brace yourself. I am very outward about um, the mental health aspect of balance and such. Okay, so 
Looking back, I, I, my yo-yo lifestyle, like the black and white thinking, all or nothing, um, my my drive to achieve, basically, it definitely really started getting prevalent for me in high school. Um, I would say that I had a ton of acquaintances in high school, but I never really felt like I had true friends. So like, for example, I was on in the band, I was on all the sports teams, I sat at the popular lunch table, you know, but if I needed to like call someone at the end of the day because I was hurt about something or upset, like I didn't really feel like I had that person that I could call. So although I had a ton of people around me in my circle and things like that, I never really kind of felt like I fit in with at least one person. And I think that's, this is kind of where my like, um, insecurity and my drive to achieve things, um, and succeed. I think this is kind of where it started. I felt like in order to be good enough or cool enough or, or have that close friend, I needed to do things. So the black and white thinking or all or nothing, it commenced, you know? So like first place was not as good as second place and a, an A minus was just not as good as, um, getting an A, you know, like nothing was ever good enough for me. Um, funny story. My parents actually in college, I got one A minus and my entire college career. Um, and they actually threw me a party. We called it the A minus party because they were trying to celebrate that I was not perfect and I wasn't doing everything exactly right. Um, and tried to help me get a laugh out of it. So it's funny now, but for me at the time, I was not happy at all. Um, so I, I was always working towards something, you know? So in high school I had like my blinders on, I wanted a division one track and field scholarship. Um, I was going to get straight A's in school. I had, um, like my private hurdle and jumping coach. Um, I was working a part-time job on top of that. So yes, I had a part-time job, private coaching, I was on the school track and field team and I had straight A's and I was like, so, so intense. I was so hyper-focused on this goal that I had in mind that funny story again, I actually almost got suspended from school one day because I knew deep in my heart that I so badly had to go to this one competition and my coach didn't want me to go that day or the buses weren't available or something. I don't even remember the specifics, but but I flipped out and screamed and stormed and ended up getting to the competition anyway, which landed me in the athletic director's office the next day, not so happy with me. So you can see like total black and white thinking, like I, I was so focused on achieving this goal that the world was going to end if I didn't get to this competition that day that I almost got suspended from school. All right. So what ended up happening I worked hard. My dreams came true. I got a scholarship to Sacred Heart University and I got there and nothing about the dream was really what I expected. Um, I was not thrilled at all with the school. It wasn't the independent college experience I expected it to be. Um, and then the, the track coach that I was going to work with so closely and be so great, you know, he ended up quitting the first week I got there. And then we were training as a team and no one was showing up. And just, it was like my whole entire world was crumbling. And what happened? 
happened, I ended up going complete opposite of the super motivated driven person. I landed myself like depressed on, on the couch. Like I, I ended up quitting the track team. I just can't do this anymore. Um, I survived in school getting good grades because that's just how I am. <laughs> I wouldn't let myself not do well on a test or something like that. But I was in my dorm room. I was depressed. I was totally numbing my insecurity of my quote unquote failure of not achieving the dream of the division one track and field success, whatever that actually means. <laughs> um, I ended up on antidepressants. I was drinking a ton of alcohol to numb and it was just miserable. So I went from like this super positive, motivated, surrounded by popular friends and and all these things like shooting for a certain goal to like being numb on the couch, like not able to get up, not myself, not just totally insecure, depressed, miserable, and not doing anything. So I went from doing everything to doing nothing. Okay. So fast forward that I was like, what am I going to do now? My mom actually, I came home in between semesters and my mom could tell like I was in a really bad place. And she's just like, you know, you don't have to go back there. Do you want to go back there? You don't have to go back there. And we had this kind of like aha moment that I'm not going back to Sacred Heart University. So ended up um, reaching out to Hofstra University. They gave me an academic scholarship, totally put the track and field dream behind me, got myself some therapy, some counseling at first. I got myself a job again and like got myself some independence again. I bought my first car. I was really in a better place um, trying to navigate the new, um, what the new dream might be. But that's when I started doing it again. I started going right back to that like all or nothing thinking. I wanted to graduate as fast as I possibly could so that I could open up my own gym and I could make all this money and I could franchise it and all the things. So like went from track and field star, super motivated to crashed and burned on the couch. And then I was doing it again, trying to succeed, do all the things um, get with my end goal in mind, you know, super successful. I have to get there and I have to get there now. Um, and then what happened? I ended up graduating as fast as possible. I got a job right out of school at a small local physical therapy office. Um, I was the exercise physiologist on staff. It kind of is like, all right, yeah, this is what you work for. You've got this steady job, your first job right out of college. And I was miserable. <laughs> I was absolutely miserable. I hated that I wasn't able to like help people the way I wanted to. I hated the hours. I hated that I could only make X amount of money and there was no way for me to move up or whatever and whatnot. Um, so while I was there, I found a different thing to focus on. And that's where bodybuilding came into my life. So um, I had gone to a gym for a while and learned a ton from all these trainers that were there. Um, 
they were super big into the bodybuilding scene. And the more and more that I learned about it, it felt like a, a dream come true because I love to learn. I'm super self-motivated which and, and dedicated, which that's what bodybuilding is. So I ended up being good at it. I would push myself, you know, deprive myself to be better. I felt like I was in total control of quote unquote being good enough. And again, looking back now, I didn't know it then. And it felt like this is exactly what I need to be doing and pushing myself and forcing myself to try to be better. Um, but I think really what I was doing was kind of masking my insecurity again. It, it made me feel like I was in control. It made me feel good enough. But I think it was just a focus to distract myself from how insecure I actually felt. So I ended up being great at bodybuilding. I, I got my uh, achievement. I earned my natural pro card. Um, it gave me the confidence that I could really do things bigger and better. So I ended up leaving that job that was not the dream come true and decided that I was going to do it my way. I was going to change lives. I was going to work with the small business administration. I was going to open my own gym. I'm going to help all these kids that struggle with their weight. Um, I'm going to help families change their lives and really learn about nutrition and all those things. I was super, super excited. So side note, my great grandfather, he was like a total serial entrepreneur. Um, everyone tells me that I am just like him in terms of that. Um, he passed on the stubbornness to me <laughs> to, to do things a certain way and that, that drive to succeed. Um, so it's always been ingrained in me that I could do it bigger or better or do it on my own or on my own terms and all that. Um, so that's where Learn was born. So at 22 years, old with a dream and a prayer, I opened up my fitness studio in Baldwin, New York. It was called Learning Exercise Activity and the Right Nutrition. So I worked with the Small Business Administration. I got a little business plan put together. There was no way I could qualify for any type of loans or things like that. So I packed away my pennies. Um, I started doing some outdoor classes to get the name out there. I borrowed some money from some family and I opened the doors <laughs> and it was great. I, it was great. I helped so many people lose thousands of pounds, um, like cha completely changed lives. It was everyone that came there became family. My, my dog, the shop dog, Arnold, he was everyone's dog. Um, it was really the place to be. Um, people really found a home at the gym and I was doing it my way. And it's probably the happiest I ever was in, um, my adult life looking back because I was doing it my way and it was my own and people were happy and they were successful and that was great. But it was at the expense of my own healthy and happiness. So by year three, I was still bartending three or four days a week on the side. And I was living in my parents' basement and not maintaining any healthy relationships with friends or I'd even say family, um, missing out on a ton of things because I was just working like a dog to keep the gym open. That I couldn't turn it to be profitable enough that it could sustain itself. And at that time, what did I decide to do? 
I <laughs> went back to bodybuilding while I was bartending three days a week and running the gym six days a week. You know, my thought process back then was like, oh, if I do really well in this bodybuilding competition, more people are going to want to come to my gym, et cetera, et cetera. And looking back now, that was just like, crazy talk and totally just distracted me from the way I could have been building the business <laughs> completely. Um, and what it really was, was an, me masking my insecurity again. Like I was scared that this was not going to be successful. I was never going to be able to turn it into the profitable business that I wanted it to be. And back to bodybuilding to make me feel good about myself, mask those insecurities. And that's what I did. So fast forward after five years, I was broke I was exhausted. I knew I couldn't do it anymore. And where did I land? Right back on that couch, completely burned out again. Y'all, it was it was really bad. I was I was on that couch for weeks, for months. Um, it, if I even walked into a gym, I would have a complete panic attack. Um, I didn't. I wasn't eating. I was only sleeping when I was numb from wine or over the counter sleep medications. Um, my antidepressants, my anti anxiety, was at an all time high dose, and I was doing the therapy. At the time, I would say the therapy was there, but it wasn't necessarily helping me yet. Um, but I was in a really, really bad place. And this was six years ago. And six years ago kind of sounds like a long time. And it is, it feels like a long time for me too. But at the same time, it just feels like yesterday. And I feel like since that time, I have been working to dig myself out of that hole of a quote unquote failure ever since. So since then, I've had more, I've had secure jobs, but Again, I hated them. When they're secure and I'm not doing it my way, I'm miserable. And it, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. That's just how I am and I have to accept it. Um, I've had more gym jobs and they burned me out. Again, I got completely fried, um, got me to a very unhealthy point. I actually, I had high blood pressure at 29 years old um, from over-caffeinating and lack of sleep and anxiety and long days and all the things. Um I even had another entrepreneurial attempt attempt in there. Um, I owned a restaurant for a, a hot year, um, and that decision left me with a ton of debt. Um, and then what happened after all that, just a few short months after I closed that restaurant, one of the worst times for many, um, turned out to actually be the best thing that could have happened to me, COVID came. And what happened with COVID? COVID gave me absolutely no choice <laughs> but to slow down. I really had to sit down and evaluate um, the patterns that I have had over the years, um, the self-sabotage and the, the lack of self-soothing and coping unhealthy coping mechanisms and the drive or the need or the feel to feel like I need to to do things, to be good enough, to to fit in for people to like me, so to say. Um, so I was forced to just stop for a little bit. And that luckily is when therapy really started to kick in 
for me. Um, I was forced to figure out a different way. And that's where the balance way or my balance um, lifestyle has come into play. So the past six years, well, now it's the past two years, most especially, um, nope, what is this year? So it's been three years now that we are in this COVID kind of lifestyle, but it forced me to slow down and stop the black and white mentality that I have, the all or nothing, like you're either achieving or you're a loser. Um, I choose now, I choose to live in the gray. Um, and what do I mean by that? Um, to be happy with where I am now and with what I have, to give myself grace, to prioritize my health and happiness with self-care and self-love and to generally just know that I am good enough. And even if I didn't accomplish anything today, I am still great. <laughs> so balance is not about working out so you can eat whatever you want. Okay. Let me repeat that. Balance is not about working out so you can eat whatever you want. It's remembering that there is no end goal. It is being intentional with your energy. Um, you need to make consistent efforts to put yourself first each and every single day. And with my balance community, that's what we focus on, putting ourselves first with quick, like simple, easy workouts, being mindful and intentional about your eating and carrying a confident and positive mindset. Balance is mental, it's emotional, and physical approach to putting yourself first. So the moral of my story is that I couldn't take care of everyone else until I learned to take care of myself first. And I'm really excited to put this podcast out there so that I hope to help guide you guys on your journey to find your own balance. Okay, so super important for me to kind of go back and really explain the yo-yos of my life, the ups and downs, the all or nothing, the black and white, um, and how I landed here at Balance. Um, most people at their 33 years of age have not done <laughs> anywhere near to the amount of things that I have, but I think each and every part of my journey um, was necessary for me to land here where I am now with you and guiding you to find balance in your life. All right, guys. So make sure to check out um, christylangle.com. And if you want to check out the workouts, you can try them for free with code FRIENDS30. Again, code FRIENDS30 at christylangle.com. You can join us for 30 days free. Um, we have a nationwide community of ladies all over the country trying to find that balance with the food, with the workouts, with taking care of themselves first and we'd love to have you there. All right. Enjoy the rest of your day and I'll check with you guys at the next episode. Mm -hmm.